afternoon, everyone. Um, how has been your week? I hope it has been um, awesome so far. And um, I pray that this week is going to be a very wonderful week for you in the name of Jesus. And um, so, welcome again to another session of podcast from the Vessels of Honor Foundation. And we, we hope you've been blessed so far with our Sunday services online and um, we hope to continue blessing you we hope that you continue tuning in to our podcast and once again this is the Vessels of Honor Foundation and um, we have our services at UI Hotel if school resume we hope you find a way there on Sunday by 5 o'clock p.m. and on Wednesday we have our Bible study by 6 30 p.m. and Friday on Chapel Tamak we generate momentum and energy with prayer on Chapel Tamak by that starts by 6 p.m. And, um, I hope if you find your way into the University of Ibadan and or if if you're already in the University of Ibadan when school is on that you join us um, we, hope to, we hope to have you so let us pray today we want to talk about God and evil and yeah let's pray thank you everlasting father for this wonderful session again that you will bless your people that you're going to speak to them that you speak directly to them that every man listening to your word today will be blessed lifted edified strengthened and encouraged we pray today that people will come to understand your love for them and realize that it has always been about the love you have for us it has always been about you lord thank you everlasting father for in jesus name we have prayed amen Okay, so today we want to look at um, what I titled God and Evil. Um, we want to look at the topic of evil and how it comes to relate with God. Um, why is there so much suffering on earth? Why is there so much suffering in our world? So once you still asked me this question last week that why are we here? Why are we going through all this? Why, why should we endure all this? Okay, you know, I put I put up a post on my group page, on my class group page, and some other group pages, um, just last week. Then talking about atheism and um, talking about fulfilling purpose and values and all, and how I, in my view, I believe that it's impossible for an atheist to it. It is illogical for an atheist to say such thing as something is evil or something is bad. And you know, one question, someone that popped out right there, right there, was that. Okay, so now, if even if you want to believe that, okay, yes, so there's God and God created this world and God loves us. Like, how do we reconcile believing that God loves us and there's so much suffering in this world? And one, um, one conclusion that most people make, which makes them conclude that there's no God, is that they conclude that if the God that has been preached to them, especially by Christians, um, is claiming to be that loving there should not be suffering in this world and therefore if there's suffering in this world that means there's no God and trust me I, I think you, you only have to be honest with yourself and look at your life personally and understand that there is actually suffering in this world there is gnashing of, tre- of teeth in this world there is evil in this world um, you look at your life sometimes it's going up and suddenly some things just happened and you're like are there some um, metaphysical powers at work here are there some can't it just be going smoothly why must 
all these ups and downs? Why must there be downs in my life? Why why must I be going through this evil um, moment? Why must I be going through this particular thing? Why should there be cancer? Why should there be this? Why should there be that? And you know, those are just the questions that keep popping up your head. Why are we here? Why are we here? And um, you see, this is something. This is not. This is not a. How you know this is not a a a simple issue is when you see people actually killing themselves because of this. When you see people um, committing suicide because of the suffering in this world. So recently, I was going to the internet then. I saw a couple of people who committed suicide just because they saw too much evil in this world. So I'm, I'm just, this is going to be like a memorial for them. So I'll dedicate like the next two, two minutes for that. Just like a memorial for them because I really feel for them as a person too. Because they really saw these things and it got to them. And the next decision, the conclusion they could make was that they just have to um, leave this world. That the suffering in this world is too much. One of them is Kelvin Carter. And this guy's case actually touched me so much. Um, he killed himself because he saw a suffering child being awaited by a vulture in Sudan. So he's a photographer and he wanted to take a real life scenario, a real life phot- a photograph. And in Sudan, he saw a guy, a, a guy who has been starved, malnourished, who is on the verge of death. And um, he saw a vulture right behind the guy, waiting for the guy to die. You know, vulture eats dead bodies, right? So the vulture was waiting for the guy to die. He took the picture, sent the vulture away, and he ended up losing the guy. And that really got to him. And I think just three months down the line, he also committed suicide. And his suicide note, his suicide notes, he said, um, he's haunted by the vivid memories of killings and corpses and corpses and anger and pain of of starving of, of all wounded children of trigger happy madmen, often police, of killer executioners, then he decided to end his life. He decided that this life is not worth it. You see, so that is someone that saw suffering in this world and felt like, okay, yeah, so um, it is better we end it. Um, another person uh, I would like to talk about is Antares Thompson, and I'll give you some other examples. Antares Thompson is um, is the inventor of gunsu journalism in the US. He killed himself with a gun and his suicide notes with us. No more games, no more bumps, no more walking, no more fun, no more swimming at 67. That is 17 years past 50. 17 more than I needed or wanted. <coughs> Boring. I am always bitchy. No fun for anybody. No fun for anybody at 67. You are getting greedy. Act your age. Relax. This won't hurt. So the guy called his girlfriend and he put a gun to his head. And he shot himself and he died and um, so he, he, why did he die the same reason why um Carter died he saw suffering in this world and he decided that okay yeah, so it is better the best way to end this suffering is to commit suicide you see box you see a lot of other examples even in nigeria around us you see a lot of other examples of people seeing this life as unlivable and taking deciding to take it um, you see people like Kurt Cobain, um, he shot himself also. You see people like Christine Schubach, she shot herself on, on a live stream actually. She's a um, broadcaster in one TV station in England also. So she shot herself also. And the same, the self same reason, she felt like this life is horrible and the 
the best thing to do is just to end it. Um, there are people like Virginia Woolf, um, she drowned herself. People like Jiankan, Jiankan. I, I think some most of us should know Jiankan is she's a Bollywood actor, um, and she killed herself too because her boyfriend left her. You see people like George Sanders. He said he's bored of this world. So you keep seeing this trend, like these people keep taking their life because they realize that there is so much suffering in this world. And now here is the question: How do you, how do you? encourage this kind of person this person who has um reached the stage in her life where she believes life is not worth it anymore how do you encourage this kind of person to not kill her life how do you tell this kind of person alive what anything when you are on the other hand are also saying preaching that her life started as an accident how do you how do you change the mind of an intending um um, what intending um, is this suicide mother or, what, or whatever suicider that a life is worth anything if a life actually started as an accident you see and this was one of the reasons why I put that particular post on um, group pages last week just to see people's reaction like then I, I of course I got some and I think the best I got even the guy had to admit with me that um there is no problem with someone taking his life, okay? Because that is the value, that is... Life then becomes valueless. Life becomes valueless if the source of life is an accident. If the source of life is um, a mere blast, blast that happens millions, maybe 15 million years ago, and um, that is how life started. Life becomes meaningless if there is no life giver. Life becomes meaningless if there is no... Um, value giver to the life okay and that is the problem because more people keep um, going into all this more people keep um, coming to this conclusion um, just by seeing the suffering and the evil in their society so we then see from an atheist worldview that um, suffering is not actually bad suffering is not evil because if life indeed started as an accident um it becomes that accident becomes the standard of livelihood then we can say that accident becomes the optimal expectation of every life on earth accident is no more evil accident becomes what we should actually expect so for example if you are going through if you're in the middle of an holocaust for example it is not evil it is just the basic life expectation that you should expect. If you are going through tsunami, for example, you are not going through something evil. You're just going through. It is just um, the. Uh, it's just what you should expect from life. It is basic life expectation. If you are, if you have cancer, for example, you can't say evil. If you lose, if you just lost your beloved, for example, it is not evil. You're just going through life as expected. Accident then becomes the standard of livelihood. It then becomes. The optimal expectation of life okay so you see you can't be an atheist and say something is evil you can't be an atheist and say you're suffering it is impossible because your life as a matter of fact according to your worldview life started as, as an accident so whatever is happening to you is just the basic expectations of life okay so I think I've had enough of um, atheism now let's talk about tastes um, we have a lot of worldviews about God a, a lot of diversified what views um, about God 
and okay so i'm going to because i'm a christian of course so i'll divide it into two christians and non-christian views so i'll start with the non-christian views every non-christian views in our world today islam um talk of hinduism talk of this talk of that every single non-christian view what non-christian taste views in the world today um they see god as a being that left humanity that is like it's it's more like we are going passing through tests so this suffering is meant to be test period for us so god is looking at us and he's waiting us is 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 waiting to see if we are going to pass the test or not so he's waiting to judge us at the end of it so god is deliberately taking us through this suffering so that at the end of it it can then go it can then go ahead and judge us okay and find if we are worthy of his perfect heaven if we are worthy of his perfect head um perfect head actually of his paradise to see if we are worthy of his paradise so they see god that all those every other non-christian worldview see god as a supreme being who is who distance himself from his creation and is waiting to judge them who distance himself from his creation and is waiting and it is continually um condemn this because this looks like a god who is wicked this looks like a god who is bored and just needs some um subjects to play games for him and all the christian worldview on the other hand tells us about god who came to this world to suffer with us and for us the christian worldview tells us that god left his throne his eternal throne and came to this world to suffer with us he came to this world to suffer for us and the christian worldview tells us that um god has been coming to this world since eternity he came to this world in the time of adam and eve um to have a relationship with them he came to this world to visit um abraham he came to this world again and again in the whole testament and finally in the new testament god came to this world to suffer on the cross he suffered on that cross he was beaten he was ripped naked he was molested he was humiliated he suffered in this same world that we have and that is that is symbolic that is telling us something that is telling us that god do not want suffering for us that is telling us that the intention of god for humanity is never suffering is never evil that is telling us that god truly and truly loves us that is telling us that god is not just testing us with all this suffering that is telling us that something must be behind all this suffering we are going through that is telling us that the cause of this suffering we are going through is definitely not god so where is our suffering coming from and that is exactly what i want us to look at today why all this suffering why are we here why are we going through all this why are we going through all this why must we endure this period why must we endure this suffering period why must we endure this world why why if because if god could come to this world to suffer with us and for us that shows us clearly that it is not in the intention of god that humans suffer that he loves us truly as he claimed so then what how can we number one we're going to talk about what then is the source of this suffering then number two we're going to talk about why we should endure this suffering just for a time okay yeah so talking about the reason why we are we have to pass through all these things talking about the reason we have to endure suffering suffering talking about um, the reason there is evil in our world um, you would find the cause for this in 
the very first, second, and third chapters of the Bible. And it is in the intention of God. It's in the intention of God to create man in his own image. It's in the intention of God to form a man that he can have relationship with. You see, talking about that, suffering was never God's primary intention for humanity. Suffering is just a price for the relationship God intended to have with humanity. Now, maybe I should say that again. Suffering was never God's primary intention for humanity. Suffering is just a price. It's a price. It's the price that God and humanity have to pay for the relationship God intended to have with humanity. And so, how can I prove this? Can I show you this through the Bible? Yes, of course. Um, you see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God saying that, Now let us create man in our own image. You see, that is very outrageous to start with. God, the eternal God, the God that created heaven and earth, the God that was uncreated, the God that has been since eternity, is saying he wants to create a being in his own image. That means that this being will um, well, not look like God, like that, but we be in the image of God. He's saying that the same way he rules in heaven, the same way he rules the whole universe, the entire universe, this being will have his own kingdom that he rules, that he dominates. He's going to give this being hurt to dominate. So he's saying, I want to create more like a God on earth. So God created gods on earth, and that's, that was man. God created man has God on earth, and that is where the that is where that is in it is in that singular verse in that singular statement that we find the origin of suffering because then it then becomes that god was going to create man in his own image then you see in chapter 2 chapter 3 that god was having a relationship a loving relationship with adam and eve showing you that god created man in his own image so that he can have a relationship with man so god created man for a relationship see when it comes to the possibilities of creation there are three possibilities for god number one is that god do not create anything number two is that god creates man and man um listens and obey god 100 percent in which case you cannot find love you can't you can't create a robot for example a robot that has no other option but to um honor and obey you and say there's love there there's no love there number three the third possibility which is what we are in is that God will create man and we have a loving relationship with man and that is where we are. So God created man so that there can be a loving relationship with God. And if you're going to have a loving relationship with God, there should be options. Okay, so now for humanity, there are just two options. Two options. Number one is that you choose God. That means you choose to have that relationship that God intended with God. Number two, is that you do not choose to have that relationship with God, which is what personally I will call hell. Another doctrine for another day talking about the doctrine of hell. So number one is that you choose God. That means you choose to be in that relationship that God intended. You choose to have that relationship with God. And then number two is that you choose to walk away from that relationship. So God gave man an option because if I should, if I must say someone loved me, if I must say there is a relationship, a loving relationship between myself and someone, it implies that I, the other person has options to love me or not. The other person, if I have a girlfriend, for example, um, the girlfriend 
the reason the only reason i can say the girlfriend loves me my girlfriend loves me is that my girlfriend has seen so many other guys out there and do not did not choose them and he chose and she chose me and it's on that that i can then say my girlfriend loved me but imagine i'm the only guy on earth and she's also the only girl on earth we, we can't really say we can we establish some love relationship between us because she does not have options well if i'm the only girl on earth she has another option which is that she should not choose me okay so say she, she has no other option but to choose me i'm i'm forcing her to love me you know there are some relationships like that where the um one one is forcing the other she has no any other option but to love me and we can't claim in that kind of relationship that there is love we can only claim that okay so there are some relationship which most of the time is not mutual okay so for god to have a loving relationship with man the man must then after thereafter have options and that option is number one choose god number two do not choose god you see the interaction in genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3 and you find out that, that this is exactly what happened you see many people have said stuff like okay the reason why god sent adam and Eve out of the garden of eden was because they disobeyed god you see you find out that that is not that is true that is part of it but that is not the whole truth okay yes they disobeyed but it is more than disobedience it is more than because you disobey your father right you disobey you disobey, we disobey every day and your father do not did not send you out of the house for disobeying him okay so how much more god the all loving god so it is more than they disobeyed it is about making an option and which is that god gave them two options number one if you read genesis chapter 2 verse 9 you see stuff like god planted two trees in the garden of Eden. um one tree is the tree of life the other is the tree of um good knowledge of good and evil okay you find out that god from the beginning gave adam and eve options and that option is that let me be your god or be a god unto yourself let me be your god or be a god unto yourself then you see in genesis chapter 3 where the devil came to meet them and the devil said um do you want to eat out of this tree eat out of this tree that if you eat out of it god knew that if you eat out of this tree you shall become like him you become god okay and even god attested to this in that same book of genesis chapter 3 that now man has eaten of the tree of good of of the knowledge of good and evil and man has now become like one of us then god thereafter went went on to put um some powerful angels at the gate of the garden so that they do not have access to the tree of life and so that they don't permanently become god okay so that they don't attain that um permanent level of god godliness okay so god you see from that narrative that God wanted to have a relationship with man, number one. God gave man option, number two. Then it, and if God gave man option, he gave man free will too. He gave man the free will to has either choose him or himself. That God, sh- that man should either should choose God or man should should choose himself as God. And trust me, even if it were you, you would make the same decision because you see, even up until now, Every man has a tendency to choose himself over others. Every single man on earth has a tendency to always, we always, we have that tendency and it is good that it is there because that is how you then know, you thereafter know that you love God. If you then go ahead, go now to have a relationship with God. That is how we know you love God because you've chosen God, not because you don't have the tendency not to choose him, but you are choosing God because even with the tendency not to choose God, you 
choose to choose God. Okay, and that exactly is what happened to um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They they have the tendency to not choose God. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was there, and they went through that tendency. They slipped out of the grip of God. Okay, so the intention. The intention of God, which was to create man in his own image, became truncated by Adam and Eve when they slipped out of the grip of God. Then man became the Lord over himself. Man became his own God. And that is what caused suffering because when you've given man, now man has free will, man became a God unto himself. That means man decides what is right or what is wrong. Man no longer listens to God to listen to what is right and what is wrong. And we both know that if there must be a perfect world, if the world must be perfect, man must man must have that continual relationship with God because it is only God. It's only when God is dictating what is good and what is uh, and what is evil that man can live a good life. Okay, because God is good. We know that God is God is good. So if man stay with God, if man stick to God, man would then live a good life a life free of evil because every step along the line god will be the guidance okay and i want to pay attention to this you realize something even in your life and my life you realize that there are steps you take and you, you are not even intending to do an evil but merely just a step some evil things happened like there are some consequence of every step you take there is always cons- take for example you abuse someone or maybe you you feel like you can tell someone the truth so you decide to tell someone the truth that hey girl um the way you are why are you looking like this you look sad or something and the next thing the girl went ahead to kill herself commit suicide just by because you tell because you just finished telling her that she's not looking good or something like you see all those kind of trends all those knitting you find out that the, the actions you take sometimes even when you don't intend them to be evil sometimes have some evil consequences so which is why humanity humanity was created to be sustained by god okay humanity was created to be sustained by god however god gave humanity the option to go ahead and then try to sustain himself or still allow god to sustain him and at the very beginning humanity chose himself to be the god over himself and that is why we've been in this world with all the mistakes um all the leadings from her home wisdom and we find out that we keep getting it wrong day by day we keep getting it wrong day by day we keep evil on this world keep multiplying suffering keep multiplying so suffering thereafter becomes like a a a consequence a consequence of the creation of man suffering is not necessarily the intention of god for humanity suffering is a consequence for that intention suffering is the consequence for that particular intention so you find out that there is always consequence for every action there is always consequence and suffering is a consequence for the creation of man okay and why is the consequence because there is that possibility for that there there was that possibility for man to not choose god and man not choosing god will lead to suffering because man would then have to be a god on, on his own and man being a god on his own being with with coupled with the way man was formed Man was formed to not have the full scope of knowledge. Man did not have full scope of knowledge, so man did not know what to do at in time. Man did not know um, how how to take steps in time. So with that configuration, it then becomes difficult for man to govern himself, and so man keep finding himself in states of suffering, and that is why there is suffering 
in our world okay so now that we are here now that we are going through this you, you know like one thing one thing that maybe maybe popping up in your mind is um so does that mean if i become a christian i'll stop suffering <laughs> i have not said that because we are already in this suffering world we are already in this imperfect world man himself has made this world imperfect okay this world has become imperfect and please like this is not even like blaming adam and Eve. no this is what man would have man would do again and again this is what will happen this is what is bound to happen it is bound to happen that man will choose himself over god like because we have that tendency and if you read that book of genesis 1 2 3 again you find that that tree of knowledge of good and evil is continually in that garden so there will always be a time that man will pick it up and eat it so man is bound to be in this state okay and good for us the beautiful thing is that god on god knows that we are going to be here because god knows everything he, he he knows all these things even before he created us okay and with god knowing this he knows that he's going to show us that he loves us anyway by coming to die for us so he's going to come to this world to show us the way out and that is what he has done he had done through our lord jesus christ by coming to this world two thousand years ago to die for us and show us that he didn't he did not create us for suffering he did not create us for evil he created us with good intentions and that we should come back we can reconfigure our way back to that through jesus and we understand that when we receive jesus christ in this world in this earth we still go through suffering not because we have not accepted jesus or not because jesus has not uh, has not come into our life but because we are still in this mortal body so you read the book of first Corinthians chapter 15 um, let me see, can I afford to read this? Because time is really not on my side. But I think I would love to read it. Oh God, I, I, I hope I bless you today. I, I so much hope. Please, you can always ask me questions. You can send your questions to me, um, to my DM on WhatsApp and all. So, if you read the book of First Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 42. It says that, So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption so we are going to remain like this until the resurrection of the dead we are going to remain in this suffering world until jesus second coming so after that we are going to be raised up in an incorruptible body in a perfect world so our world will become perfect so you read further you read it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power so we have a body that do not fall sick anymore it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there's a natural body there's a spiritual body so you read that blah blah you go ahead you read chapter um, verse 51 says that behold i show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed so apostle paul is saying that we will experience that change so there will be a time where suffering we when suffering we end and that is the joy of every believer that suffering will come to our hand that will be this world you see yesterday it's i i, I was um my my heart was sad a little bit not a little bit a lot um hearing the death of um god why can't i remember his name yeah of chadwick um i, I was sad a little bit uh, really i was not a little bit i keep saying that one a little bit i was really sad because um you know i i was motivated by his movie um especially this black panther i was really motivated now why did that motivate me anyway that was the first time i saw black power being portrayed like evils you see like that gives me that gives me some 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 um hope that gave me some hope because i believe that the 
civilization required for this world the civilization this world really need is in the blacks and that is which is why i keep praying for the black um for the for africans that we come to realize our power actually because trust me we have there is an unrefined power in africa that if we can only come to realize that we are going to do greatly okay so i was really pained however there's something i put on my status that i i hope this world is the worst place you would ever live and i know that this world is the worst place well it will ever live because i know he's saved i know he's is a believer and that is the that is the joy of a believer the joy of a believer is that you have christ now so you have hope you have hope of salvation okay so you have hope of salvation so you are you are sure that after that you will be raised up with christ you are sure that after that you are found in god you see some people ask questions like um why is it that without jesus um why do people say that without jesus people cannot go to heaven the answer is simple because jesus is heaven because god is heaven um the reason why you can't have eternal life without outside jesus is because jesus is eternal life and when jesus when god created this world he created this world so that he that is god can sustain this world so that by his own power he can maintain this world he can uphold this world and a man that is not found in god a man that is not found in christ is found outside of that god's fear and therefore cannot be upheld so he's left to his own volition and that is what we call hell that's why it is nation of teeth that's why it is unbearable place that's why it, it will be, become very unbearable for such person but a man that is found in christ will be uphold uphold in christ and such man can then have eternal life because god jesus himself is the eternal life okay and if there is anything i just want to pass across to you today it is that jesus love you you see he, he did not create you for suffering he did not create you for evil he created you with good intention he created you with good intention and you know this life is short this life either you like it or not that is that is the truth this life is short so i pray that you reconfigure your way to god reconfigure your way to jesus because he loves you so much jesus loves you so much believe me i have tasted it see i i, I have experienced horrible lifestyle before and i know so i know i know that jesus loves me now because it's I can't explain it any other way. I can't explain the transformation that God has done in my life any other way than the love of Christ. God loves you. And I hope you come to accept that. I hope you come to accept that Jesus loves you and he died for you 2,000 years ago. Receive him today. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, again, next week we are going to um, continue our service, our ninth service. And maybe next week I would like to look at certain things you know some people say stuff like um there are a lot of atrocities in the whole testament why did god command some people to be killed why did god do this like how can that same god be the jesus that we are preaching that he is love and he is the lord of our sa- and our savior and all those things so i'll look at all those topics next week and i hope to bless you with them i can't wait um thank you very much for tuning in again today don't forget this is the verses of honor foundation Please, if you are in the University of Ibadan, find your way to this fellowship. Sometimes I wonder where people are if you are not coming to VHF. Well, that's a joke. There is The body of Christ is vast, okay? But I hope you come to the Vessels of Honor Foundation. We love you and we would love to have you in our family. We love to have you in our family. Thank you so much.